0: Invest in yourself and the growth of your organization by attending these two phenomenal events.
1: Can we keep this UGC thing? Can we keep it real? Can we keep it organic and authentic? And can we keep that going? Is this viable? Like, does this just become a part of digital ads, digital marketing forever?
0: Hey there, you're listening to the Missions to Movements podcast, and I'm your host, Dana Snyder digital strategist for nonprofits and founder and CEO of Positive Equation. This show highlights the digital strategies of organizations making a positive impact in the world. Ready to learn the latest trends, actionable tips, and the real stories from behind the feed? Let's transform your mission into a movement. When someone tags your organization on Instagram in a story or shares a post with your hashtag, how can you build more meaningful relationships with them? Having worn almost every hat in marketing, Lacey Miller is now on her fourth startup and she is not slowing down. Lacey Miller is the head of marketing for Loud Crowd and specializes in innovative marketing strategies on any size budget. So what does influencer marketing look like in today's landscape? And how can you engage with user-generated content to increase retention and loyalty for your brand? Welcome to today's episode with Lacey. I am super pumped for this conversation today. Lacey Miller is here from Loud Crowd. She's the head of marketing. And when I get to talk about marketing and UGC and brand ambassadors and influencers and all the things, you know, it's going to be a good episode. So hey, Lacey.
1: Hi, I'm excited. This is what I've been dabbling in for a decade. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going into that decade. (laughs) Speaking about that, your career, I'm stalking your LinkedIn page, is (laughs) fascinating And they've all been different marketing roles. Oh, my God. I mean, going back, how have you really seen marketing evolve in how you're leading today and the head of marketing for a UGC company that didn't even exist when you started your career?
1: Right. So in my first marketing role, my CMO told me that I was overhead. And I immediately decided I didn't want to be overhead. You know, I graduated in one of the greater recessions of my generation, and knowing how to tie yourself to the business's goals was the only way to keep your job, especially yes. for marketers. And so, you know, I went from being told I was overhead to being measured on revenue today. And I think that marketing roles have changed so drastically over the past decade. The best visualization for this is the MarTech 5000, mm. which started as the MarTech 1000 and then grew two, three, four, five thousand, And I think at that point, they just decided to keep the name for branding purposes <laughs> yeah. because now there's 8,000 marketing technology platforms, right? Wow. We are quantifying things that we never were able to do before just from a marketing perspective. So it's kind of... That visualization of all those platforms all fighting for pieces of marketing, measuring pieces, ROI, and attaching attribution to every little piece has just created an entirely new type of marketer. Yeah. And as Latany from Sixth Sense says, we are no longer the chief marketing officer. We are the chief market officer. Because we have to understand the market better than anybody in the whole organization. That's right. I mean, it's a huge opportunity, but it's changed how we strategize and how we make budget and technology decisions. And we're always looking for innovations in marketing because we're always looking to build and add to strategy. And we have to do more to get the same result that we got two weeks, two years, two days ago kind of deal. Always have to do more. And I think that's kind of where this influencer, UGC, these concepts of social media come in. I mean, what greater evolution of technology than social media, right? I know, like, and
0: that was really happening, as you mentioned, during in 2008. I mean, the world of social media was just starting. I mean, I remember right when I graduated high school, it was still the .edu email address on yes. Facebook. There were no advertising. Like we forget sometimes still how new, like this new age of marketing, social media, digital is, but yet we have the web three, and I mean it's just continuing the metaverse and it's continuing to evolve all the time. I mean, it's funny you state about what we're talking about today is the influencer ambassador UGC space. I read an article from Forbes that they stated that brands are expected to spend 15 billion with a B billion on influencer marketing just this year. This is not like over the past 10 years. There's been fifteen. No, in 2022, (laughs) $15 billion. I mean, with this level of spend for anybody who might be like a naysayer, like there must be traction to say this is working.
1: I mean, this is real.
0: This is real. We're seeing ROI from this. Like if somebody is curious and interested in diving into this world for the first time, where would you start?
1: So I'm going to break this into two. Yeah. First of all, the $15 billion market. It's interesting because digital ad spend was up 35% last year. That's the highest year-over-year increase since 2006. But we have all these articles and experts saying digital ads are not as efficient and you're spending more on Facebook, but you're getting less out of it. And it's kind of like, why are we continuing to spend more and more, right? It continues to grow as what it is. And I think the influencer marketing market is kind of becoming the same way. This is part of digital ad spend. And it has to grow. You have to innovate and change as people's behaviors change, as technology changes, and so I think you're going to see the same thing happen with influencer marketing. That market's just going to keep going up and to the right, and you're going to have the naysayers who say it's not as effective, it's not as efficient, you know, but it's growing and it's there and 15 billion. I mean, that makes it this is a true market at this point and. I think what we're starting to see is now it's changing and evolving within itself, right? We had the something navies of the world, these Kim Kardashians, but Mm -hmm. now we are really looking into all the ways that what is an influencer and how can influencers have impact? Yes. And so back to kind of how to get started if you're interested in this world. An influencer, the way that it started out, the way that you kind of think the stereotypical influencer isn't for every organization. Yeah. So you kind of go back to how is social media evolving? And even in the influencer has seen their posts get throttled, right? Mm -hmm. You've got Facebook and Instagram, like they want to get paid. So these organic posts aren't performing as well. And I think how to get started is to go to your own fan base, your own customer base. And here's where you're going to find the micro influencers, the smaller guys, but you can open up your brand's Instagram, go to the tagged section, and immediately see all kinds of people who are talking about you. They've opted in, they've already right. started a discussion about your brand, your right. organization, right. your products. And so it's right there. TikTok's a little trickier. You're kind of digging through comments on other people's posts. You know, I think that's where having a platform comes into place because it is a little bit harder sometimes to find these things but we can find them immediately. Yeah. And that's the easiest place to start. Who's already talking about you? Who's interested?
0: That's a great question. And actually, there was a couple of things that you said in there that I'd like to dive into a little bit and define. Okay. How would you define an influencer, like a macro versus a micro versus a nano?
1: <laughs> right. So you've got like the mega influencer, the macro influencer, or just influencer. And what's funny is the definition is from 10,000 followers to a million. <laughs> well, that is a huge gap, a huge gap. And I think that's where the measurement side comes into place because you need to also know impressions and engagements to really from a brand or organization standpoint go this is a mega or macro influencer to us. Right. And then you kind of fall into that micro influencer which is 500 to 10,000. Their audience is a little more organic and a little more specific because I mean, how many reasons are people following Kim Kardashian because of Kanye or her show or a makeup right. or an event right but when you get down to this micro level you're getting more specific. I love cooking and I am following this person because she does a tutorial once a week
0: or she's my friend or I actually know her and therefore I trust yes. her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, she's gluten-free and so am I, right? You start to get down in these nuances and that's where the lookalike audiences become real and tangible. And that's really why brands need to kind of start to focus on this micro, nano. Nano is kind of everybody else. But if I have 200 followers and they're all like Lacey with two kids in Texas, you know, working or doing this, they become so much more valuable than kind of a more like a bigger pool that's just way more diverse. Lookalike audiences are something marketing has been talking about. For decades. For decades, yeah. And now we're seeing a really cool way to find those.
0: Yeah, before we jumped on, we were talking about, I mentioned a previous podcast guest was the Amani Collective. And they have a brand ambassador program where they crowd search for like hundreds, thousands of applications come in for their brand ambassador program. And they've been using spreadsheets and it's very like tactical and manual. And when you do that, there's not really a way to understand some of that data unless you are, I mean, really being manual about it, but <laughs> able to see like demographics. And I've been a big fan of LoudCrowd and just overall technology and helping to make work of us marketers more efficient and effective. So within <laughs> this search that's happening, within finding people who have looked like audiences, can you explain what is LoudCrowd? <laughs>
1: I mean, that's kind of the coolest part, right? Is essentially the magic behind the curtain. 95% of people within Loud Crowd have less than 50,000 followers. So when we started Loud Crowd, you kind of see social is taken care of, right? You've got Hootsuite and Sprout and Mm -hmm. all these companies. And then the paid social, Facebook's got that covered, you know, and other companies. But there was this gap. And we were talking to an analyst. And we were talking about the category we want to be involved in within social media measurement and metrics. And they were like, you don't check all the boxes. My CEO and I kind of looked at each other like, well, that's the point. (laughs) Like, we found the gap. Nobody's gone after kind of this earned social media, just PR, right? Earned media across articles and news and all that. There's this earned social media, which is user-generated content. Right. Which are your fans and customers talking about you. And being able to kind of go in and put some things into the Loud Crowd platform and populate all of these incredible images with people's stories or inventive ways they're using your product or how they're spreading the message of your organization and then it's visual, and it's all right there. And then you're pulling in information from your Shopify, and now you've got demographic Mm -hmm. information. Yeah, And you've got to look at all of the pieces together, just kind of going back and talking about if you look at a mega influencer having a million followers, but you don't look at engagement or who their followers are, right? then you're missing out on huge pieces. So when you think about going in and like you said, tedious, and doing this on a spreadsheet, you just, it's impossible. And so we saw that gap in the market, got really excited about it, started this thing. And in preparation for this, we took a sample size of some of our most active brands, about 80 brands, and we've helped them reach 8 billion impressions collectively.
0: Wow.
1: How in the world can you manually measure (laughs) 8 billion impressions. Uh, you don't
0: want to. That's <laughs> the answer to that. You don't want to.
1: It's not happening. Right? And so that's the kind of the idea. You need a platform to help you make sense yeah. of all of this because it's happening, whether you know it, or tracking it or measuring it. Right?
0: Yeah. And I think that's a big point too, What you mentioned at the very beginning was, I think marketing can still be sometimes looked at as an overhead cost in times of recessions. And what's interesting is you always have to be backed by the numbers and as you're saying, the revenue. And unless you have a dashboard where you can go in and say, I have this business question, where do I see that output? Easily and quickly, that's digestible, that's visual, that I can send to somebody on my team or a board of directors and let them know it's working and how the spend is working. That is, I mean, I would say like nearly impossible if you're doing this with a spreadsheet.
1: Right. I mean, the boss report, right? Like, at the end of the day, you have to be able to send something over to your board, your executive leadership, investors, and they have to be able to understand it and take the information in immediately. Right. Because if not, you lose them. And you can't lose them in metrics that they don't think about. Yeah. And so that's where the dollar value, just it's got to be there. So I'm thinking
0: about a sample organization. And if I wanted to build a brand ambassador program, and I want to talk about the different ways that people might use the platform. But if I was to go in, and if I wanted to create a brand ambassador program, can I search for people to invite based on demographics and size of following and engagement and all different types of specifics data-wise to then go out and ask for them? Or can I upload people? Like, how does the start of the process work?
1: So, this is where the very obvious difference between us and influencer platforms hits because our concept is that UGC is the most valuable and the most important. So, our discovery is logging in, connecting social accounts, and then seeing all the people who are already talking about you, who've already I opted love in. That. You can definitely upload people from current programs, your Shopify, like other places that you get them, Mm -hmm. but we are going to always tell you to strategize around those people that have opted in, that are already there.
0: Why do you think the UGC, the user-generated content, why do you think that matters the most for an organization?
1: Authenticity. Yeah. Right? I mean... That's also another thing that kind of continues to come up when we talk about innovations or trends in marketing. And it's how to be authentic. And, you know, whether it's true or it's marketing spin, TikTok will tell you that the authenticity of what's happening on their platform is why it went from zero to 60. I mean, it's why it is the most rapid growing social media platform there is because people were going on there and just having authentic conversations. And so, I think probably the best part about some of the brands that we have on our platform is that they love and they create an incredible product, right? Yeah. Like they want people talking about it because they stand behind their products. right? And so encouraging that is a really big deal for them. And it's authentic and I've bought in and I like it. Not to say that influencers can't be authentic with products and brands, right? We discover things that are new every day. But sometimes it's just it's a little bit easier of a hump. Yeah. You know, when you know they've already gotten there and it's part of marketing going from I'm going to measure eyeballs to I'm going to create an actual loyalty, engagement mm-hmm. and conversation with the most valuable person on the planet, which is my customer, my donor, my fans, the people who are involved and interested.
0: Yeah, there's something really interesting when I was doing research on your website called the UGC loyalty loop. And that really helps to build, I'm assuming what you're talking about, that customer loyalty, because there's some strategy to what you do as well. What does that process really look like?
1: So we talk about the three R's, you know, here come like marketers really coming in strong now, (laughs) the three R's of UGC, and it's reach, reward, and retain. And it's that loop. So it's not one metric in a silo. It truly is considering all parts of the business, of the organization, and the journey. And so it's reaching your current audience, which is huge. I mean... We had to get a new air conditioner and I went on and I found the AC company on Instagram because there's just a legitimacy <laughs> yeah. when you're on social. So and true. When you put yourself out there and said, I will connect with people on this easier level. And I always right? look
0: at who's tagged them. Yes. That's my like testimonial. Who's used yes. them? Especially for if I'm traveling. Oh my goodness. Yes. I always look at what does the hotel actually look like? Same. I know you've posted your beautiful, like edited photos, but what does it really look like?
1: I mean, and you can do that like at a city level, where are people going that pops up and is this beautiful image and looks like fun down to right, the hotel, the restaurant, does the food actually look like this? (laughs) So yeah, reach audiences and new audiences, right? We all are trying to build our reach. And then that goes to reward, which can be so simple, y'all. We are launching story replies, automated story replies in just a few weeks. And part of that is sometimes the reward is the acknowledgement. Yes. Thank you for posting about us. Like, we keep moving forward because of fans like you. We are able to innovate or create because of customers like you. And it's just that feel good, surprise and delight. Being seen. Being seen. You know, people are posting and tagging your organization because they want to be seen, they want to be heard. Yeah. And, you know, rewards can also be 10% off, access to early launch. That's actually such a really
0: good point. If you could automate, because I think with stories, right, they pop up so much and they can disappear yes. and then you'll miss them that you're missing that opportunity to have that interaction with a volunteer, with a supporter, with a customer, with a a listener of a podcast, like yes. anything. But to be like, hey, thanks so much. And to give them like a little, hey, download this. Or can you add links to the message? Yes. Ooh, okay.
1: And it also goes to like your general mailbox. So you don't get lost in that weird request or spam kind of Instagram reply. Or not reply, like Instagram message box. Yeah, yeah. Because it's an opt-in. They've tagged you. They've asked They've opted in. So now you have the opportunity to keep the conversation going, which is invaluable.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And then retain, right? So now I've kept the conversation. I've started the conversation, maybe rewarded, engaged with my fan, my customer. I can be top of mind. Now it's, you know, hey, that was a great post. Let's do that again. Now it gives the brand the opportunity to do something more custom or to put these people together in a bucket. Now, because you can segment all these people in Loud Crowd, yeah. you're going to get invited to our event next time you're in Austin. I know you're in Austin, Texas through your Shopify Connect, you know, and we can keep the conversation going. And it's getting to the end of June. We're talking Christmas, y'all. Like, yeah. You want your fans and your customers, the people who are setting up their budgets and their donations or whatever it may be, you want to be top of mind when you start to get to those seasons. And that starts now.
0: That's right. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking about I was just on a panel discussion with the head of digital for the Red Cross. Oh my and gosh, yes. they receive thousands of people taking stories, getting their blood drawn.
1: Oh my gosh. It's incredible.
0: They have volunteers that currently respond on like I think it was a weekly basis. Oh wow. And so if that could be automated. Yes. <laughs> And to then have some sort of that like reward and that retention and that, I mean, the power that really happens when you put a tool in place is how can you automate things so that your brain can be focused on the strategy and the vision of like what's next right? and the next program and the plan. Your time is not probably best spent sending like quick copy and paste semi-personalized messages.
1: Which is why social media went to the intern in the very beginning, right? Because marketers have a bazillion things going on and we're learning about so much stuff. The MarTech 5000, we've got so many things to measure and quantify now. So yeah, it kind of automates that harder piece. And I, I mean, I can imagine spreading the message of the Red Cross and blood donation. That's huge. That's so impactful. Yeah, And just seeing that your friends did it and kind of creating this exponential reach through UGC.
0: And that's what they talk about as I asked her, what's the friction of somebody giving blood? And she said, usually it's because there's a fear of giving blood. (laughs) But once you see someone else doing it, and especially if they could be a friend of yours or somebody that you can relate to doing it and like getting the little juice or whatever you get at the end of it, then like, it's like, oh, That was great. That was easy. Like, I could do that.
1: Like, yeah, accessible.
0: I paused this amazing episode to share a very, very cool free feature from LoudCrowd. Wonder how your UGC benchmarks across your industry? Check out their free Instagram UGC benchmarking tool at loudcrowd.com. With Loud Crowd, you can measure the value of UGC, build a brand ambassador program, and create fun rewards to better retain your advocates and supporters on social media. Say bye-bye to spreadsheets. Head to loudcrowd.com to benchmark your UGC performance and sign up for a 10-day free trial. When you're building, and when maybe you guys are like consulting and strategizing with the different brands that work for you, between like a UGC program, like brand ambassadors. I know social gifting is another interesting area to build awareness and generate sales or donations. How do you normally suggest that organizations narrow down to the right strategy of what kind of program will work best for them?
1: So it's interesting because who is tagging, who's already in the conversation, that UGC that you already have is such a foundation for where you go next. So one of our clients is Lucchese. They're a 120-year-old brand with this storied history of boot making. Buying boots online is not the easiest thing in the world, right? But they have an Instagram ambassador program. They've got TikTok going. They have seen the value in innovating within their own products and in marketing in the market with their customers for so long. And so it's we brought them onto the platform. You connect social accounts and there's that aha moment. Like Mm. all of these people have posted about me. Like all of them have said something. What are they saying? Right?
0: Also, just what like gold in that? Yes. Right? Like from a whole separate marketing perspective, like what language are they using? Yes. Like you can pull things out of that to be put into your copy. I mean, that even alone to do that analysis, even if you're forgetting the rest, that's incredible.
1: Right? Because we are always talking to our end customer or our prospects or we're always trying to gauge what people are saying about us, right? I mean, there's Mm -hmm. surveys like that of all kinds. And this one's just publicly sitting out there for you to look through. Yeah. And what Casey found is that people who weren't ambassadors were tagging that they were ambassadors, you know, like their program started to take on its own personality and so many people and customers are like, "Yo, oh, yeah, like I purchased something. So I am a Lou Casey ambassador and they were tying themselves to the brand. How incredible it is to have that. So you kind of start there and you see this is what we're going to do next. Is this about a thousand people wearing a certain product? Is this about a hundred thousand people working out in a certain way or living a certain lifestyle or they do more stories and live stuff and video. And so that ends up being where this goes because that has the most impressions or that's the most effective for our our organization's goals. And so I think it's hard. I mean, not a one-size-fits-all Yeah, because you have to do that evaluation of what's already happening. The great part about that, about having this information kind of already out there Is that time to value for a new client is like 30 days. I mean, wow, we can do something so quickly because we've kind of, we are now the experts in the UGC side and we see, okay, you have a thousand really strong people who have already talked about you more than once. Like, yeah, let's get those to keep the message going. Yeah. Or you've got creators. I mean, Adobe is a really good case study on this because their people are creators and they're creating art and they're posting about it. And just having the ability to be like, hashtag Adobe, you know, give us a little shout out for how you're creating some of this.
0: Right, right. Monumental. If I'm an organization and I'm just launching something, is there a way that this can work too?
1: So this is probably the hardest part. And I think for any brand, starting at zero is tough. But what we do have are some case studies of newly launched brands who are five years old and they've gone the ambassador route kind of this I'm going to start finding people who do X, Mm -hmm. who post like this. We're going to go after those and we're going to create this groundswell. Loud Crowd does have kind of a self service platform to give people the tools to kind of get started on that, but it's a slower burn. It's a bigger lift and it's hard. It's hard to find and get those audiences. But once you do, it's a snowball effect.
0: Right, right. Then it can be exponential growth on kind of like that grassroots basis. Totally understand. So I'm a really big fan, as we've been talking about today, of data. And we've been talking a lot about tracking via spreadsheets within LoudCrowd Crowd. I guess I would say, A, what insights are available. But honestly, really, my question should be, what should we be tracking? Like, (laughs) what is important to gauge, like, if something's working or not?
1: It's funny because I wrote, get out of spreadsheets. Like, that was, you know, (laughs) I love that this organically came up because it's just like, first. (laughs) Yeah. Because you have to see the bigger picture. And, you know, back to marketing being overhead versus tying to a true organizational goal, there are some bigger picture metrics within the platform. You know, we want you to look at the posts, the impressions, the engagement rate, but we want you to look at that as a whole. And then we are tying it to earned media value, which right now is the strongest way to add a dollar sign Mm. to kind of what's happening on UGC. Now, there are people who go really deep in tracking their ambassador programs and have things linked and are doing amazing things so that they get all the way to revenue or more donors or you know, a wider audience. The reason for Loud Crowd is because you need to look at posts, the number of posts you are getting as a brand. Yeah. Alongside the impressions those are garnering, how people are engaging and then what value that is actually bringing. It's those four things that you've got to look at. Now, when you're sending this over, when you're sending over the boss report, you've got the charts. You've got the up and to the right. You've got the cool part of the spikes when you do a launch or you have a big event, you you know are part of a sponsorship for a huge like ACL or Bonnaroo or some big music fest, right? And you've got those pieces, but then you have the overall, okay, we are now valuing what happened in this time period at $500,000, yeah. at $1.5 million. And we can take those pieces and start to use that with our budgets and say, sponsoring Bonnaroo brought us $2.5 in earned media value, which turns into X, Y, and here's why we're going to do it again for 200 k
0: Right. Such an interesting... I mean, this is even great I think about in the nonprofit space at special events like galas or marathons or oh my goodness big yes. runs anytime there's those events to be able to track. Because what happens is you get a bunch of friends and family and like extra people posting that maybe you like what they did, but then that's as far as it goes. Right. So then now you have the ability to kind of track that to yes. that loop that you were talking about, yes. right?
1: Long tail effects, right? The long tail strategy. Because yes, you do a cool activation and you build some flower wall and you've got everybody taking pictures in front of it. You know, what does it mean?
0: The forever everywhere flower wall. Yeah.
1: Always have a flower. I'm like sitting in front of a big bowl of succulents right now. You've got to have succulents. And, you know, we did our own conference where we put a QR code on bananas because everybody needs a snack. And we asked for UGC. And so people started tagging, and we did some other fun stuff. We had a hot pink gorilla dancing around doing TikToks, you know. Yes. We had a panel. So we had some other photo moments, but we asked people to post about us. And then we are testing out those automated story replies. We got to test out our own products and we got to, I call it drinking our own champagne, you know, yeah. getting our own UGC. and. I think it's valuable to experience what your customers experience.
0: A hundred percent. And what were your takeaways from that? What did you guys realize?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, it was hilarious and will now live forever. But it is that a conference is that moment in time and for a few days. And it was turning those conversations Mm -hmm. into relationship. Yep. into further conversations. It's making sure it everything becomes a long-tail strategy, part of a long-tail strategy.
0: I love that. Oh, my gosh. My brain and now is like spinning about all different use cases
1: oh for goodness. this.
0: So what social channels is it tracking?
1: So right now, Loud Crowd is doing Instagram and TikTok. Okay. And there are thoughts on YouTube because... YouTube is so invaluable. It's still growing its audience. The engagement over there is incredible. But other than that, we're going to keep moving forward. There will be other TikToks, right? There will be... Social media continues to innovate. And we're going to be at the forefront of that, making sure that people can continue this kind of UGC, micro-influencer, engaging with your customers, keeping those conversations open wherever they go.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think you are fixing... In providing a solution to a problem where conversations kind of stay at a surface level. Yes. And you don't get to continue that meaningful relationship, although you might have the best of intentions. I know. The best of intentions, but it just... The nature of how that just generally happens doesn't work. I mean, when I was working with Movember on their 2019 North America campaign, because we got inundated... Oh my gosh, yes. Inundated with thousands of Instagram stories. I mean, we were trying our best to respond or just send like an emoji or something in response. So they we saw you like, but then some of them would expire and it's like, I don't know what they said. So to be able to track that in a more meaningful way is huge. So I want to jump into two sections. okay, And one is called We Must Know. So Lacey, we must know which social media and digital platform, I think I might have a guess here, but are you most (laughs) intrigued by right now?
1: Oh my goodness. I mean, TikTok. And not to give away age, but I think I did think I graduated during a a recession and I've got two kids and all the things. I come to Loud Crowd and they're like, let's get on TikTok. We've got to, once again, we got to live where our clients are, right? I do three or four TikToks a week. Wow. And this thing is hilarious. And, you know, they say that it learns what you're looking for and your kind of discovery. And my discovery is how to do TikTok and <laughs> trending sounds and how to be successful on TikTok. I mean, it really does nail you down. Yeah. But it's fun and it's kind of fascinating to see. I t- we tell everyone, I mean, in onboarding, do not treat TikTok like Instagram. It is just different.
0: It is different. Yeah.
1: The content is different. The way people interact and engage is different. And so, as fascinated I am as I am by TikTok, what really is fascinating, once again, always going into like data and how things work, is kind of the differences and how you have to treat them differently. And what Instagram is doing right now, I mean, your feed is turned into discovery.
0: Absolutely, it's
1: not your friends anymore. Yeah. Instagram is making the user behavior change, whereas TikTok kind of became based on user behavior. Yeah. And so it's always going to be fascinating to see what those two do and how they just keep kind of...
0: Yeah, I'm actually meeting. I think it's this week. I have a meeting with a TikTok coach to talk about
1: content strategy and all the
0: things. (laughs)
1: I mean, it's so, it's ever-changing and evolving.
0: I know. And it's like just keeping on top of like, what's happening? How do I use this differently? Because it is a really great platform for consistent growth. And I think sometimes, again, with any of these things in digital, there can be an intimidation factor. And I think mm-hmm. it's just staying curious, giving yourself a whole lot of grace yes. and testing trial and error over and over again. Is there anybody, the second question is, is there anybody that you follow that you think is inspirational, motivational, or just funny that you really enjoy, and on which platform?
1: Oh my goodness, Carrie Colbert out of Houston. She is a woman-owned VC. Oh, okay. And she kind of started as an influencer, and her hashtag was "More Color Please," and she did these beautiful experiences with. Cheese boards that look like rainbows and balloons and just really incredible eye-catching stuff, but it all evolved into her fund. And now she's investing in women-owned, women-founded startups. And wow. every Monday she does Motivation Monday and just does these incredible quotes. And she's also a mom. And it's kind of like, hey, this week was horrendous. <laughs> 30 crazy things happened, and this is kind of real. And so it's amazing. And she once again, kind of being one of those original influencers is very open on Instagram is where I follow her primarily, but she's very open about how the algorithm changed everything she was doing Mm. and how it became harder once she crossed like a certain number of followers and stuff. And so she gets it marketing wise from the social media side. And it's just cool to see that. And then to see her investing in all these beautiful, incredible things that women are doing uh, across the US has been really cool too.
0: That's awesome. I'll have to give her a follow and start to see what she's up to. Thank you. That was a great share. Last section is ask and receive. So Lacey, I always like to ask guests, what's one thing that you would like to ask for help (laughs) or support on? And you're probably like, I have 12.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Follow me on TikTok, please. (laughs) I mean, we're a newer company in the past five years. And so building a B2B TikTok following is not easy, but we do hilarious stuff and we're working so hard on it. And so honestly, like that's it because from there, you're going to see the stuff that we kind of put out for clients. You're going to see how we're interacting and engaging and how we're, Drinking our own champagne. How we're teaching our clients the differences in TikTok and Instagram, and kind of all the different pieces.
0: Instead of drinking my own Kool Aid, we're drinking our own champagne. That just levels it up a whole notch.
1: That's what I had. An old boss who was like eating our own dog food, and I was like, "No, sir, Lacey Miller does not eat dog food. We drink our own champagne."
0: Totally stealing that. That's awesome. I love that. I mean, everyone, go follow. Is it just? Loud Crowd? Loud Crowd Inc. on TikTok. Loud Crowd Inc. on TikTok. And then where can we find you? Where can we find Loud Crowd? Where can we get more involved?
1: So loudcrowd.com. We have a free trial so people can check things out. We've got a benchmark tool where you can kind of go on and see how you compare to different brands and organizations by industry or kind of, you know, however you look at your own space. And, you know, that's kind of the fun part too. We want to give people some value before we ask for anything. So there's some great blogs up there that are written by our customer success team who is constantly strategizing with clients that are small brands to huge, you know, worldwide brands with hundreds of thousands of people and multi-million dollar brands. So it's cool to see kind of what we're doing on LoudCrowd.com.
0: Amazing. And do you have a specific place that you prefer if people have a question for you or want to reach out? Man, that's funny.
1: I feel like email me, Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y at loudcrowd.com. Boom. Being a marketer, I love talking to people and learning and just meeting new people all the time. So if you've got questions, like I would love to have a conversation.
0: Yes, Lacey, this has been fabulous. Is there anything that I feel like the influencer space and ambassadors UGC is so interesting? I do have like one final question. Let's not go too far, but like, where are you thinking things will be a year from now?
1: So, what I am fascinated by right now, and we've touched on it a little bit, but platforms like Facebook and TikTok and Instagram do not have a platform without free organic content, mm-hmm. right? They have to encourage it, they have to get it. And you've got Facebook who has a creator fund, you have TikTok yep. who has a creator fund. And so, as long as the platforms are continuing to encourage mass amounts of free content and UGC companies need to understand how to leverage that because that's the thing that Facebook and Instagram and TikTok can't take away. They cannot take away the free organic content. Yeah. So when brands realize how to best mm. interact and engage and you know have these authentic relationships and conversations with the people creating It goes on to perpetuity. Yeah. You can't take that away. So it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves because the platforms are always trying to monetize on these things. But can we keep this UGC thing? Can we keep it real? Can we keep it organic and authentic? And can we keep that going? Is this viable? Like, Does this just become a part of digital ads, digital marketing forever? Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) and we're done what a
0: great way to wrap up this episode y'all i am so excited the whole month of july is presented by loud crowd and we are diving into some really interesting conversations in this space we're going to hear from an influencer we're going to hear from preemptive love about brand ambassador strategy and we're going to hear specifically from one of loud crowds clients morgan and talk about how they really built a successful... I mean, really kind of like full encompassing, right?
1: They are the perfect case study for an incredible idea that they grew through this kind of organic ambassador, the love for their customers, and they do educational stuff for their customers. They talk about entrepreneurship. Like, they're all in with their people, and it's an incredible brand that has grown exponentially because of it. Awesome. I'm to talk to her.
0: I'm excited to everyone. Tune in every Wednesday during the month of July. And Lacey, thank you so much for jumping on today.
1: Thank you so much, Dana. This is fun. Can you tell I love talking all things digital?
0: To make this show better, I'd be so grateful for your feedback. Leave a review, take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram stories, and tag Positive Equation with one E so I can reshare and connect with you.